Good afternoon and welcome to the Gym Owners Fitness Business Podcast, proudly sponsored by fitness registration providers, FitRep for fitness professionals and business owners. Today, I'm extremely lucky to be speaking to Damien Bain. Damien's been able to put some time aside today to tell you guys what he's been up to. But let me fill you in just a little bit. Damien is the founder and CEO of Leading Edge Business Consulting. He's also the co-founder and director of Fitness Business Sales. Damien has over two decades of experience in the fitness industry and is a well-known name for knowledge, education and mentoring. Good afternoon, Damien. Good afternoon, Mel. How are we today? Yeah, good for a Friday, and you? Oh, fantastic. Absolutely loving the weather today. Very hot yesterday, today completely the opposite. So liking liking <laughs> the fact that we've got that cool breeze coming through. Now, well, it seems like this way, it's humid and sticky and awful. And I've, and I've heard all about that, but let's hope for Christmas Day that we've got a, a, a day of weather that suits both of us. Exactly. I'm in Melbourne, so... Then, so it'd be perfect. We've got the same weather. Ah, absolutely. So let, let's <laughs> let's get on with this, Damien, because you have been one extremely busy person through 2020. We won't talk, talk about COVID, but everybody has, <laughs> you know, pivoted their businesses and and their brands during that time. But you've been extremely busy. So you've gone from one extreme of um, being part of somebody else's business to now having your own. Business. So let's talk first about leading edge, and then where you progressed from there. Yeah. So I guess you know, you know, it's been something on the cards for quite some time, getting into my own um, business and spreading my wings, and probably COVID actually kicked off for me. So after you know, in the corporate world for quite some time, in the last year with um, PLC and building their um, functional training studios, it was. It's something I, I sort of looked at the gap in the marketplace too, that a lot of people are looking for, you know, franchise growth and startup, but due to COVID, you know, employing those high-end roles uh, is tough. Um, so I thought it's time I brought in my expertise into my own. So leading edge, I started. So literally um, met with uh, Incident Cycle, where my first client who I work with now, and, um, you know, building their brand franchising. We're growing throughout New South Wales and Melbourne. And, and took them on. That uh, then helped um, build Leading Edge Business Consulting. So um, basically, Leading Edge is uh, for startups and franchise growth, uh, working with exclusive clients. So only working with certain um, uh, amount of clients in that from a franchise growth and startup and build. Um, so it's exciting to get into that um, and and sort of build that and working with three or four sort of as an exclusive partners. Um, the difference with it is I looked at. For me, you know, the industry experience and knowledge and where I've been in, in big chains, small chains, owning my own health club and having my skin in the game, I thought it's time I can really be more diverse and, and work across multiple um, partners. And it's been exciting that sort of, you know, launched in September and, you know, COVID for me, you know, it was tough and we all worked through it. It was tough for a lot of people. And, but for me, I still continued working, but it made me sort of give me the push to go, Damien, it's time to do your own thing. You know, you're not getting any younger, and it's time to spread your wings. So, yeah, so obviously, infinite cycle came in, and that pushed me to really go into leading edge. And uh, leading edge was born, and uh, off we go. You know, it's really exciting to hear people, you know, who have pivoted, you know, throughout 
COVID and have gone in and started up their own business. Mm. Now, you're not starting this business uh, with limited experience. Now, reality is, you know, you've had over two decades experience in the fitness industry. You've worked for some of the largest change here nationally in Australia, which means that you've learned a lot. So you've been that person that's created something from nothing into something big and then moved on to other projects. You know, you, you and as I said, you've worked for the large chains. What was it that you saw that was exactly missing in our industry? Is it the, the startups, the, the education not being there for, you know, entrepreneurs to build strong foundations? Was it the exit strategies? What, what made you put Leading Edge together? What was the exact spot that you said, you know what, no one's out there doing this and I can do this great? Yeah, I think the main thing to uh, look at um, what was missing and working with some smaller franchise groups that were growing is there was a lot of passion in our industry for people that want to build a franchise and grow and and leverage off that. But if I look across the board in, the, in sort of franchise growth, a lot of those people that are building with the passion, it's the experience and the knowledge and the numbers that were really missing for a lot of that, that sort of business acumen that, that people needed um, and support and knowledge to drive a, a top line, bottom line, but as well, you know, the people's scorecards and things like that. So that piece to me, if I look at, you know, probably the last two particular um, roles that I've been with, passion was there, everyone was, and they're signing members, but they're not really knowing what their retentions are or, you know, their bottom line or their expense. So that part of the industry was missing across the board. And that's what I found really um, compared to the big boxes where the big boxes taught uh, managers, if that makes sense. So um, that mixed with as well exit. The amount of times I would ask any franchisee or any uh, franchise, oh, what is your plan? What is your exit plan? Where is it? No one had them. And, you know, it's a really important part to any business to reverse engineer what is your 10-year and 5-year, what is your exit strategy? Are you going to grow to X? Are you going to grow to Y? Are you going to exit? Are you going to float? And the amount of sort of franchisors that weren't doing that um, as well um, was, you know, opened, uh, opened my eyes definitely to something that was needed in the industry and someone to guide them um, across that pillar. Yeah, I must admit, you know, I've spoken to a lot of people, you know, through 2020 about exiting their businesses because people have been very honest and upfront and said, you know, Mel, if I don't get to the Christmas break or I don't get through the Christmas New Year break, I'm just going to close up shop. And you sort of say to them, well, how are you going to do that? And it seems to be their, their answer is, well, I'm just going to lock the front door and sell my yeah. equipment and go. And that's not a healthy no. exit strategy, you know. And I don't know whether you'll agree with me or not, but I've always sort of said, you know, the day you start your business is the day that you plan your exit strategy. 100%. 100%. We actually, there's an article in Fit Rec, which myself and my business partner uh, wrote, which we'll go into next, on, on exit planning. You know, what is your exit strategy? How are you maximising your bottom line? How are you maximising your your um, sale price? And, and it's not just about sale price. It's, you know, how are you building that scorecard with your people, um, with your member growth, with your, you know, what, like negotiating leases. There's so many things that go into exit strategy. And, you know, you're exactly right. When you first open, you should plan your exit. And a lot of people weren't doing that. And that, to be honest, leading edge was um, going to have, was you have that arm of exit strategy. We were going to push in the exit strategy pillar. Um, and then 
you know, people would go to market with a broker and this is probably where the second business came in, um, which happened very quickly, um, <laughs> too quickly. I still can't believe it's, we, we launched, but uh, I met with an old colleague of mine who worked uh, with me in my state team fitness first, Paul Leach, and he left in, you know, in group um, exit strategy and growth and planning through hospitality and has done very well in that piece. But his business was very different. It wasn't um, a brokerage. You know, it's a lot different. He was you know, doing plans and growth for people, um, getting better value, because a lot of people, like you just said a minute ago, just think, oh, shut, shut, it's an easy solution. We don't want that in our industry at all. And when he was talking about what he did in hospitality, it really put that light bulb in my head. You know, in the fitness industry, especially through COVID, there's a lot of people I'm dealing with a lot at the moment that have got to that point of, it's a rebuild phase. It's a reset phase. Let's put it on market. Let's just get a bit of money in cash or close shop. We don't want that. You know, we want to help people rebuild and grow and either stay there and, and grow their business or run it, you know, or sell it. So myself and Paul um, met and I learned a lot about his hospitality business and um, it put that light bulb in my head about so, yeah, the fitness industry and what we can do. And funnily enough, very quickly enough, after probably – a few, uh, a few meetings, uh, a few beers and chats. We we talked about bringing similar models into the fitness industry, and this is where the um, second business is, was launched, which is fitness business sales. And um, Paul is a broker, so Paul does a licensed broker, but we are not. Our business, fitness business sales, is not about literally listing and selling. Um, that's not where we're in like a real estate. Our ideal client, what we work with, the people that are struggling, that are looking to sell and consider selling in a certain period. Because what the mix is, you know, my expertise in the industry, you know, I've been in the game, I've had my own health club or large. I we I went off that service to certain people in the industry that that are struggling that will need to exit to try and rebuild their business. Rebuild, um, get it to a good plan strategy to increase their profitability and increase it's what we call the business attractiveness, um, to go to market because again industry, we don't want to just put all these different gyms in the market. It looks like we're not a very strong industry. We would rather work with people to rebuild. So fitness business sales year, we started it and myself and Paul have uh, been working on it the past couple of months and, and put the put it to launch uh, about three, four weeks ago uh, into the medium. We plan to really start working with clients from January, but not to you know, it's actually been interesting because since the media launch went out, we've probably had 10 or 15 different uh, people contact us to get the support moving on now. So we've had to move a little bit faster um, on our processes and, and that. But, you know, when I look at the industry and what we can offer, it is different. And it is based on a balanced scorecard. You know, if I look at every health club or studio or, you know, if we think it could be a blaze, it could be functional training, it could be a full uh, service health club. Everything goes back to our balanced scorecards. We look at, you know, where do you sit from an attractiveness in your member growth? Where's your people? You know, what's going on in your engine room? What's going on with your staff, etc. Where's that sitting? Your financials are obviously one, but as well the market and owner readiness is crucial because so many owners, and you said it a minute ago, they're like coming out of COVID to get on someone close the door, they've given up. Yeah, and that's, that's they've got a distraction and they just want, just want to get out, give me some cash, I need to move on. That's actually our ideal person we want to work with because we want to try and rebuild those businesses to, A, get them into a better financial position, two, get their people uh, more happier and get and keep the industry alive and keep the industry, you know, not looking at just selling all the time. Does that make sense? You know, we're, yeah, we're, no, we're, it, it absolutely does. 
it's really quite interesting, um, you know, listening to you, Damien, because you sound um, like, you know, if I was to come to you and say, hey, Damien, you know, I want to sell my club, you're not, you're not like that, wow, super excited to list the business and get paid your commission. You actually want to sit back and have a good look at the business and yes. help, the, help the seller and perhaps even revive the business where the seller might say to you, you know what, Damien, I don't want to sell now. My, my business is looking a little bit healthier. So you're sort of mm -hmm. willing to go in there and um, perhaps, you know, revive it before they go to market. Can we just take a step back, though? Because, you know, obviously 2021 mm. is going to be a really interesting year because what we have learned through 2020, a lot of, uh, you know, personal trainers who were contractors in clubs and stuff like that, what they've, what they've realised is that they don't want to be contractors anymore. They want to go out and they want to establish their own business and they want to have a go, which leads me back to the startup process. Yeah. Now, you've obviously been working with Alan at um, Infinite Cycle and they're a startup franchise. Yeah. They're, they're a studio boutique. What are, some yeah. of the, what are some of the tips that you would give to a trainer who's contemplating starting their own brand before they make that decision? And then once they've made that decision, what is it that you can do for them that they can't do on their own? So look at, look at from a, a person, a trainer perspective, and you're right, a lot of people have reassessed their situation after COVID. You know, trainers are like, oh, do I want to pay rent anymore? Do I want to spend my own thing? Some people have redundancies, et cetera, and go, may want to invest. My recommendation is you need to make sure you partner with the right. If you're going to franchise, number one, you partner with the right franchise or you do your homework on the franchise or um, themselves and their business model, not just the product. A product is a product and it will sell, but the people sell it more. Yeah? Yep. So for someone that's looking to go into a franchise, number one, who's the franchise or what's their background and who are you going to work with? What is their, how do they um, manage their franchisees? Because a lot of them, some franchise, not speaking out of school, do manage when you shouldn't be. You should be more partnership, you know, with those franchisees. You need to partner with them to be your client. So number one is look at that. Number two, you know, what is your skill set? What do you bring to your business, and what are your weaknesses? So, for example, Infinite Cycle. You know, we've actually just launched uh, and a media release last week. We've got AFL footballer Alex Johnson, who is uh, for the Sydney Swans, had eight knee reconstructions and had to retire at the age of twenty. From football, and he used cycle to get going. He's got a lot of passion, he's got industry experience, he's got fitness experience where he needs that support from a franchise and is the business support, the brand, the marketing. So, when you go into a, a franchise like that, everyone's got different needs, and you need to work out as a trainer what are my needs. A lot of personal trainers. Being in the for, as you keep saying, two decades, I feel like I'm 60 years old right now, but, um, but the, um, you know, a lot of trainers, they've got that passion. They know to get, you know, you see it, we know the program, we love the product, 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 product. But when we look at it, they aren't an understanding, you know, what's your rent, what's your assumptions, of, you know, rent and wages, you know, what's your cost control on this, what's, they're like, well, I don't, I don't get it. And that's where they need support. And if I look at it, boutique is really booming. So if you look at your, um, your functional trainings, you know, your, your fit stops and then, you know, you've, your boutiques like uh, Cycling, like Infinite, who I work with, and your KS. Yeah, they, if you're going into that, that, that's a lot more great product, more boutique product, more specialist product for that trainer, but they'll get the business support. Um, so I know that's a long answer to it, but everyone's got different needs. But um, definitely from a, if I look at the trainer's perspective, they definitely come with great product. It's more they need that handheld business and market and, and sales. 
So we look at Leading Edge. Leading Edge is a business consulting um, firm mm. that is going to help you start up your your first business and perhaps mm. we'll even sit down and maybe nominate a couple of you know franchises that might be suitable to the person who wants to start up their own business. You'll go through that process with them. And then for those clubs that are more established that may have lost their way in 2020 or even previously to that, you know, you'll sit down with them and you'll go over... Um, you know, their business model and look at ways that they can revive their business. So you're sort of taking the startup, you're, you know, and you're willing to be there right throughout the journey. And of course, you're there for those people that have been there for 10 or 15 years that might need to revive their business. But then when we come to the end of our journey, and we all come to our, we all come to the end of the journey sooner or later. Mm -hmm. Um, We're not going to live forever and we can't be in this industry forever. We do have to progress. So you're there for the club owner who then wants to move on, who may not own the freehold, they may just want to sell the business, and you'll go into it um, through fitness sales with Paul, and you'll have a look, good look at their business, revamp it, revive it, and get it ready to take to market. That's correct? Correct. So basically, you're exactly right. Leading edge startup, and that's, that's all the brand new is, or like internet cycle, uh, work with leading edge, because that's franchise growth. But this, on the other arm, is I'm looking to, I need to revive. But, um, there's three things with that. We will work with you on a um, like consulting level through fitness business sales and look at your business with the appraisal attractiveness. But the funny part is, at the end of it, when we go through the full, you know, first, you know, four to six weeks and, and pull it apart and say, right, this is the business value and attractiveness, we give you an actual report on the scorecard on how you're in every pillar from people, etc. We'll ask that question: Do you want to grow? Do you want to like continue to grow this business and maybe look at multi-site yourself? Do you want to run, as in do you just want to run it out of how it is, you need some consulting help, or is it time to market? And the amount of people that will look and go, oh, if I tweak what you've said and I do this, I might keep it actually for another five years. That's their choice. We're not here to go, we're going to make you all this money by selling it and get commission. That's not our business. So we give you that choice at the end through fitness business sales. If it is going to market, great, then we go to market um, and, we, and, we, and we move forward on that end for them. So... Yes, it's giving that extra service to the industry rather than just a set of sale. And the good thing is, too, from a new owner that comes on board, so they buy in a club and they need support, Leading Edge can consult, can consult and help them too. So it's a bit of a turnkey solution for everyone. So just um, quickly, what are a couple of the items that are on the scorecard? You walk into my club, what's the first thing you're going to look for and rate me on? So we will do, if I go into your club, it's basically we will go through a balanced scorecard. So we're going to talk to you about, um, if you're looking at the attractiveness of the business, um, we ask about the people, so all your staff. That's the first thing. And I think we all know staff make the business. Mm-hmm. It can be the most beautiful club. It can be the best location. If the staff aren't, custodians and staff aren't invested, that your value of business is quite, you know, low. So the first thing we look at is um, your people scorecards. I'm talking about your team, what's currently in the team, what's invested in the team, not financial. I'm talking about their investment um, on things. Um, then we look at your, obviously, the financial um, piece of the business. We look at how strong your uh, reputation is in the local community. So I'm talking from a competitor analysis, but as well, how well you know. Um, we look at the market value. So what is the market value at the moment um, in the business? Um, one of the other final parts, that, not final things we talk about, is your readiness. 
Because a lot of owners, ready to not be, I just want to get cash and run, or you know, how 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 dedicated are you to really move forward? Does that make sense? You yeah, know, no, absolutely. On that. Yeah. But looking at it, definitely, it's the people piece. What's the start? What's going on the team? Talking about your forecast budgets. I mean, look at all your, we pull your assumptions apart from a cost controlling right through to your revenues. Um, what's your forecast? Because you can sell on a forecast budget as well. You can show the track moving forward. So we pull all that apart from a profitability, from assumptions. Um, we look through all your leasing, etc. as well. We need to go through all your leases to see what clauses are there. That can add value to a sale. Um, and then um, we look at, as I said, the competitor analysis. So what is the market uh, currently sitting out in your area? Who are your competitors? And where do you sit from a, uh, a market factor where people know you and are aware of you and, and your business? Um, because that is attractive to someone else buying it if it's a well-known facility. Yeah, I have to agree, um, Damien, on the competitive analysis. It's something that I, I do do in my club, you know, at least twice a year. Um, yeah. And you have to do it because sometimes we just get lost in our own club and we don't realise mm-hmm. what's going on outside. So that is something I strongly recommend everybody to do. Mm-hmm. And I found the best way to do it, do your own competitive analysis, but then outsource it and get a professional mm-hmm. to do it. And then have a look at the two the one that you did and the one that the outsourcer did. And usually you'll probably find that the person who you outsource to is probably more accurate than what you think you saw, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. which is really a great way to know what's going on. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions in our roundup here, Damien. So yeah. let's go. Your number one, your number one startup tip. Number one startup tip. Um, number one side tip would be know your numbers, know your product. And if you're going to franchise, know who you're getting to bed with. Perfect. Your number one exit tip. So before they ring Damien, what what do you suggest that they do? What's your number one tip? Uh, number one tip, I'm going to have two on this, ah. is okay, one, one is um, knowing the reason to exit. The real reason for exit, not the yeah, yeah, the real reason for exit, and your timeline for exit. Okay, and my final question to you: There's a lot of new franchise brands out there in the marketplace at the moment, and I know of at least, well, look, I know of at least four or five they're going to be hitting the Australian marketplace next year. If you had to pick two that you think are going to grow extremely fast next year here in Australia, what would be the two top franchises? Well, I have to say Infinite, would I? Because I'm, they're one of my clients. <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> look, look, Infinite Cycle's good. They've got, um, you know, obviously a, a specialty program over there. It is cycle between two degrees, bikes moving bench sides. It's a group experience. But if I look at it across the board and just from a, a Damien sort of Looking at the industry, boutique is definitely going to be growing. I can see um, look, Fitstop is is probably one that is from a functional group training um, is growing. They've been through COVID, they've been opening sort of one to two sites a a month and seeing on forty. So I, and I can see them then growing from a functional group training. Um, I think from a oh I'm going to get what I say, don't I? Um, definitely, obviously the intimate cycle, but. Look, from a 24-hour model, I think your any times and snap and, and Jess will continue their organic growth, but 
you'll see more from the boutiques, aggressive growth. Fantastic. Uh, that sounds really cool. Now I'm going to ask you one last question before we close it off. Yes. Your favourite movie throughout 2020. Oh, my God. I think I saw that. The amount of Netflix I watched through 2020. <laughs> uh, what's my favourite movie? Uh, God. Muriel's uh, uh, Wedding. Muriel's <laughs> Wedding. <laughs> I wasn't. I, had no, I don't think I saw a movie in 2020. Wow. Um, yeah, that's bad, hey? Hey, no, that means that you were focusing on leaving edge and you were focusing on fitness business sales and you weren't watching Netflix. There you go. I I got you out of that one nice and quick. So listen, Damien, if somebody wants to get in touch with you for business consulting or they're considering a startup or even selling their business, where is the best place to get hold of Damien? Probably best to reach out um, through email um, or LinkedIn. You'll get me on LinkedIn. As Damien Bain, and you'll see all the profile there. Or shoot me an email, um, Damien, so with an E, so D A M I E N, at the LEBC, so that's the, and then LEBC.com.au, um, and then we'll um, yeah, have a chat and go from there. Sounds great. I'll be dropping all of Damien's details into the text format of the podcast. And I've had a great time speaking to you this afternoon, Damien, and I do you wish too. you a very, very merry. Christmas, and I know that you're super excited to get down to Melbourne finally and see your family. So I hope you have an absolutely wonderful time there. And just want to add that today's podcast was proudly sponsored by the number one fitness registration nationally here in Australia, and that is FitRec for fitness business professionals and club owners. Damien, have a fantastic Christmas, and thank you for joining me today. You too, Mel. Merry Christmas and a great new year, and uh, lovely speaking to you. You're welcome. Thank you.